We should have given Bobby a pager. He might have become a drug dealer, but at least we would always know where he is. The views expressed on the following broadcasts do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Alright everyone, this is The Place. Welcome to the Tank 12 Recovery Radio Show. Margie's here. Hi there. Denver's here. Howdy. Marv is here. I am. And the topic, Letting Go of Resentments, Part 2, The Big Book Solution. On this episode of the Tank 12 Recovery Radio Show. Where I wear no mask I am who I am Not part of the past Get a little taste of saving grace Yum To the human race It's that self-ordained opinion specialist, the multi-man. That's right, the self-ordained opinion specialist. Thank you, Del, Del B, from uh, from our Facebook group, who, I mean, he didn't directly call me that, but he had a comment to one of my comments that says something to the effect of those self-ordained opinion specialists are able to say whatever they want to say and affect the rest of us or something like that. And I'm like, thanks, thanks, Del. I I appreciate that. I like that title. That's the whole purpose. You, you blessed me. And my wife goes, well, certainly you can. It's your show. You can say whatever you want to say. And that's right. At least we still have freedom of speech, at least temporarily. Temporarily. Welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. How you guys doing? Good. What's happening? What's happening? Um, <clears throat> still don't have my voice. <clears throat> Is there something happening? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Well, I got it. <clears throat> uh, there's always something happening. I don't know why my button on my... There it is. Okay. Um, yeah, there's always something. Now, you guys look chipper and healthy today. Yeah. Right? Huh? Aren't you chipper is, is, and healthy? Is that it? Is that yeah, what we're that, looking? That, that must be what it is. Right. I'm pretty sure, anyway. <clears throat> yeah, we had a lot. Stop right there. Oh. It's time for Margie Nance Weekly Wine. <laughs> we'll let you go ahead there, Margie. What? Before oh, we no, do no. Weekly Wine. No, go ahead. I was just saying, we, Marvin and I had a nice long walk 
up in, in the woods yesterday that you weren't broke down. What's that? Yeah, you weren't, weren't broke down. down. <laughs> no, no. Okay. <laughs> it was it was on purpose. Oh yeah, one of those a walks. walk through the forest. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sounds a little suspicious. Marv taking Margie out in the woods. Long as long walk. I'm glad you made it back. Oh, yeah. We always do. <laughs> well, yeah, so the weekly wine. Um, so we did our taxes yesterday, or Saturday. We went and visited our tax preparer. We've had the same tax preparer for years, and she retired. So we got a new one oh, at this company that we went to. Wow. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because, I mean, on Saturday, I wanted to wring the guy's bloody little neck. <laughs> um, we sat there, and, and but I've calmed down since then. Um, but we sat there. What normally took 45 minutes took two hours, right, to do just the basic forms. This guy went down every rabbit trail that had nothing to do with our taxes. 90% of what he talked about was all about him. He showed me his scar from his surgery. Oh, boy. He sh- I, mean, I mean, he would tell us, now, if you check this box, this means that you're filing uh, jointly. But if you check this box, it means you're filing separate. What do you guys want? I said, we always file jointly. And he said, well, if you don't file jointly. I said, no, 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 that's fine. We're filing jointly. But he didn't even hear me talk. He goes, so if you're going to file separately, and then he went on this rant of what happens when he, I said, sir, we're filing jointly. Well, in case you don't file jointly, I mean, he just went on and on and on. And he ta- he would talk about his family. He would talk about everything. And then he would he'd fumble <laughs> around and the printer didn't work right. And he had to put in every piece of paper separately. And he couldn't find his highlighter. His flip had a highlighter. He couldn't find it. And then he, then he had to give us instructions on where to send the money. He put the stickers with the with the addresses to the IRS on the envelopes, and then he wrote the address on a post-it pad just in case we didn't have it. He's already on the envelope. I mean, he, this guy was crazy. When when we it, have you ever felt like you were taken hostage and you couldn't leave somewhere because they had they your, had your money? They had, yeah. <laughs> he got up out of his chair to go fix the printer, and I looked at my wife, and I had my hands in, in that position where you're going to wring the neck of a duck, and I'm like, you're going to wring this little neck. I, I have talk about resentment. Woo! Oh, hey, let, let me ride on that wine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went and got mine done. And I you? normally uh, get mine done at ARP Free Tax Service. <coughs> I love those people, but due to the COVID, they weren't open this year. Oh. So I had to go ARP to ARP Free Tax Service? Mm-hmm. They do yeah. federal and state for free? Yes. They file it right mm-hmm. there, and they're professionals retired from wherever tax or IRS. How do you qualify to go get have them do your taxes? You go down there and talk to them. Senior center. Yeah. Really? I've been doing it for about six years with them. I don't well, like you anymore. Wonderful people. <laughs> Anyways, they're not doing it this year, so I had to oh. go to one of them little setup booths. You know, um, like I, I won't mention no names on them, but. Anyways, sure. sounded like a computer company to me, but mm. anyways, I went and got there, and I'm filing a simple form. Should take less than fifteen minutes, and it took a while. 
Yeah. But the deal is, her uh, card machine, I said, you take cards, right? Now, if we do. She goes, oh, yeah, we can do that. So it comes time to do this card swipe to pay. Right? To pay and her card machine's not working. They said, unplug <laughs> it. And it's far underneath the desk. She can't get to it. And I'm not crawling around under a desk to do this for her. So I said, all right, I'll just run down to the ATM here and get money, and I'll just pay you cash. So I come back with the money. And I, I thought have... it was free. Oh, no, this is the new place. Yeah, this, okay, is, gotcha. this is where I paid $110 or $107. Here's where the key comes in. So I go down, and I get change out of the ATM, come back to pay her, and she goes, I ain't got no change to pay you. <laughs> I said, just keep it as a tip. Let's get on with this, man. I mean, I... I really should have just filed it myself because I'm I, I don't have any deductions, but it was an ordeal too. <laughs> Keep ARP in mind, everybody. Listen up, ARP is a great deal. We for paid two hundred and seven bucks. Yeah, and they should they should have paid us for sitting there listening to this guy's story all night long. Well, that's kind of the way I felt making change and everything. I, yeah, I probably should have got it for that's free. Wild. Yeah, I'm getting my taxes done. Thursday, Scout's done my taxes for four years. So this year, I'm kind of curious how it'll work out because I don't know if you, you probably don't recall, but anyway, I got um, this back payment from the Ooh. state. Oh, I remember that, right. For 10 years of uh, wages, so we'll see how that goes. Right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you better say a prayer for that one, too. Well, they uh-huh. taxed it at 40%. Oh, so. good. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness sakes. Well. Tax man is something else, isn't it? Because I'm the tax man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm the tax man. I I will never go back to this other company again uh, unless I can be assured that this guy isn't doing our taxes. (laughs) uh, But I'm going to check out that. ARP thing. Yeah, if they're yeah. available again next year, they, yeah. most definitely. Yeah. Wonderful people. Yeah, just make an appointment. <clears throat> yep. Um, oh, okay. All right. Uh, Abel Tesfaye. Do you know who Abel Tesfaye is? Did either any of you guys, do you no. even care about the Super Bowl <clears throat> or did you watch the Super Bowl or <laughs> no. any what, of that stuff? Is that Abel always Tesfaye? Is that, that the weekend? Was a, the weekend. I always thought that was a big bowl of cereal. The Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Super sized. I used to watch the Puppy Bowl instead, but I love the commercials in the Super Bowl. Well, the halftime shows at the Super Bowl, I must say, just keep getting worse and worse and worse every year. Well, the weekend. That's his stage name, Abel Tesfay. Uh, is his real name. Uh, headlined the 2021 Super Bowl halftime show yesterday, Sunday, February 7th. <sighs> During his halftime performance, he incorporated some visuals. Namely, his dancers were all wearing bandages on their faces. Now, the reason I'm talking about this is I want to I, I want to explain something because they look like jock straps. Okay. They look exactly like... I mean, if you're watching on TV and you're not there or you're not close up, right, they look like jock straps. You really couldn't tell what they were. So people were confused. Was this like honoring the mask thing or what was going on? So I just want to clear this up. This is all part of the story that Abel is telling with his recent music videos. And this is his quote. 
This is what he told Glamour magazine. The significance of the entire head bandages is reflecting on the absurd culture of Hollywood celebrities and people manipulating themselves for superficial reasons to please and to be validated. In other words, it's his it, it it's his statement against all the plastic surgery and the botched, you know, operations that people in their vanity cause. And this was his statement about that. Unfortunately, it looked like a bunch of dancers in red suit coats wearing jock straps on their heads. That's what it looked like. It was very poorly done. Um, the There's a picture of him with his head bandaged from one of his videos. And that that's believable. But the rest of these guys, it was horrible. It was horrible. And then he sang this song, I Can't Feel My Face When I'm With You. Um, I don't know. If, have you ever been that in love with somebody you couldn't feel your face? <laughs> Bonnie, you're way over my pay grade. I'll tell you right now. Can, can you, when you're with Margie, can you feel your face? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Totally powerless over the uh, halftime shows every year. <laughs> yep. No, oh, what? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Denver, did you see any of this? No, I didn't catch none of it. I did read on social media, somebody said, what's with the jock straps? Right. And I didn't, I'm not even going to go back and look at the reruns of the Super Bowl. I found oh it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, it was um, the graphics that they did, um, which was like multiple skylines in fluorescent um, <clears throat> lighting and stuff. It was actually done really well. Um, but the music was like he was de- debuting an album. He just sang, sang one song after another after another. You couldn't understand any of the words he was singing. Um, seems like a, a nice enough guy, but, I, you know, uh, Brian Duncan, who does our show on Saturday said, I'm just not going to criticize today's music anymore. My <laughs> wife liked it. But, you know, I mean, some of the stuff, what was that? I was watching a Christian comedian talk about how his dad would say, your music is crazy. But then he pointed out to his dad, well, think about some of the music of your era. You know, when you, and then he started quoting the lyrics of some of it. Um you know that old black magic's got me in your spell. I, things like some and some of the Tommy Dorsey songs that that words to the music and some of it was really stupid. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, just so I don't know. Uh, to each his own, I suppose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see any of it? Did you hear any of it, Martin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you're blessed. How were the commercials? I didn't watch them. I was so fed up after I saw that. <laughs> that um, I heard that the singing of the national anthem was butchered. Oh, uh, it usually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't do that either. But anyway, so uh, there you go. There's the weekly wine. Um, yeah. Wow. Hey, hey, hey! Ah. It's time for shout outs. Shout outs. That's right. It's time for social media shout outs. All right. Uh, first one goes to Suzanne S. Uh, she sent me a text. She said, Hi, Monty. Through your show, I learned about Chris Schroeder and went through the big book and the 12 and 12 and found Dr. Alan Berger. Thank you for all you do. And then she sent us a donation. Oh. Um, so what she's referring to is the Walking Through the Big Book series and the Walking Through the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions series. A lot of people don't know that listen to this show 
don't lo- know that our website just has a ton of recovery workshops that we've uh, produced and uh, posted for you for fun and for free. All at Take12Radio.com. Just click on Recovery Workshops. There's just a lot of information there uh, for you to glean and apply to your program. So thank you, uh, Suzanne. Uh, that is much appreciated. Uh, shout out to Gary and Mark again from Clean and Sober Radio. Visit them at cleanandsoberbroadcasting.com or on Facebook. Just search for Clean and Sober Radio. Those guys are doing a great job. Um, Nate from Grants Pass, Oregon, has got the Facebook book group uh, Sober Crew. It keeps growing. They're doing really well. And then the following uh, Facebook groups that are recovery-focused, uh, Sobriety 101, Sobriety Birthdays, Breaking the Chains, Afflicted and Affected, Recovery and You, and then our local one here, Faces of Recovery Lynn County. If you have a social media group that's focused on recovery that you'd like to suggest we feature on the show, email us here at take12radio.com. Uh, you can email us at take12radio, T-A-K-E, the number 12 radio at comcast.net. Let us know and... Uh, We'll check it out and feature it on the air. There you go. Social media. I was going to say social media dropouts. Shoutouts. <laughs> dropouts. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. And we come back, we'll play some uh, Take 12 Trivia uh, surrounded around the topic resentments again, part two. Don't go away. This is the place. Hey, greetings, recovery family. It's me, the Monty Man. Because of the generous folks at Potomatic, Take 12 Recovery Radio is now able to reach literally thousands of people seeking recovery from drug and alcohol addiction. Addiction is the number one health crisis in our world today, and recovery from active addiction gets the least amount of attention due to stigma. Now, with the help of Potomatic, we are able to break that stigma and focus on the solution that is recovery more effectively than ever before. So, from all of us here at KHLT and the Take 12 Recovery Radio Shows, we give a hearty thank you to the staff at Potomatic. To subscribe free to our podcast, visit us at www.take12recoveryradio.podomatic.com. Dot com. That's take the number 12 recovery radio dot P-O-D-O-M-A-T-I-C dot com. Thank you, Potomatic, and God bless you. To join the world's largest directory of independent podcasters, visit www.potomatic.com. What is needed in all 12-step fellowships is informed, experienced members, and good sponsorship or mentorship is going to help with that, you know. you got to take responsibility for the people that are under your flag. If they ask you to sponsor them, you know, then, then what, you ha- what you're agreeing to when you're saying yes is taking them through the steps. If you're not doing that, you're a meathead and you're dangerous. That's uh, Mr. Chris Schroeder. Uh, he and I uh, published... Some time back, uh, walking through the big book, that's a little snippet of what you'll get uh, when you uh, listen or download that workshop. Please do that. Uh, 
We used to charge for that, and now we've gone several years now uh, offering that for free, free downloads on our show. Simply go to Take12Radio.com and click on Recovery Workshops. All right. Uh, let's see here. I think we got trivia, right? Don't we? Soundbite. There it is. And now, it's the Quiz of the Week. That's right, it's time for the Tank 12 Recovery Radio Quiz of the Week, where we try to stump our co-host. You guys can play along at home as well. If you get all these right, big deal. (laughs) From uh, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, the topic, of course, is resentments, part two. Uh, In the big book, chapter into action, page 84, it states, continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and A, fear, B, self-loathing, or C, anger. Margie. I'm going to say fear. Margie says fear. What do you think there, Marv? Anger. Anger. Denver? Anger. Anger. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Well, Margie, stumped again. Margie's correct. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Continue to watch for self, uh, yeah, selfishness, dishonest resentment, and fear. All right, number two in the big book, into action, page seventy-nine. Because of resentment and drinking, he had not done what to his first wife. A paid attention. B paid alimony. Or C paid the mortgage. Marv. <laughs> oh jeez! Paid attention. Paid Pay attention. Alimony. Okay, paid attention. What do you think, Margie? Paid alimony. Alimony, Denver. I need a copy of the big book, but I'm gonna go with uh, the A answer. What was that? Paid attention. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Again, <laughs> Margie is correct. It is. Oh, Mar- where's you, where's the copy of that yeah, book, she, Margie? She got the answers <laughs> earlier. I think. Oh, I so, <laughs> Got an email or something. Yeah. I've been There's reading the big book, on. guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he didn't pay his alimony. Yeah. All right. Number three in the big book, How It Works, page 66. It is plain that a life which includes deep resentment leads only to A, frustration and loneliness, B, fatality and unhappiness, or C, heartburn and headaches. <laughs> <laughs> Margie, is it frustration and loneliness, vitality and unhappiness, or heartburn and headaches? I have to say A. Frustration and loneliness? All right. What do you think there, Denver? I'm going to go with A. I'm going to go with A, too. (laughs) It is plain that a life which includes deep resentment leads only to frustration and loneliness, vitality and unhappiness, or heartburn and headaches. Marv? Heartburn and headaches. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you're all incorrect. Oh, 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 we're all incorrect. Yes, it's uh, fatality and unhappiness. Oh. <clears throat> all right, here's your bonus. Golly. Heartburn need to pull something out of here. Okay. In the big book, How It Works, again, on page 66, but with the alcoholic whose hope is the maintenance and growth of a blank this business of resentment is infinitely grave. Is it the maintenance and growth of a meeting schedule, 
A list of possible sponsors or spiritual experience. Marv? I'll say spiritual experience. Margie? Uh, me too. Denver? C for me. And you're all correct. It is <laughs> the maintenance and growth of a spiritual experience. Very good. Sort of. Yeah, well, Margie wins. Yay. All right, where's my prize? Where's my prize? <laughs> <Elbow>. <laughs> yeah. All right, that does it for uh, Take 12 Trivia for this week. So are we meatheads? Yes. No, we're, we're meatheads. Okay. You are meatheads. <laughs> All right, the topic uh, this week is Letting Go of Resentments Part 2, The Big Book Solution. So I promised last week that this week we would get the uh, formula uh for letting go of a resentment uh, out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. It matters little what um, uh, what published, what do you call it? Uh, I want to call it episode one, two, and three. <laughs> volume, what published volume it is. It reads the same thing. This is in step four. And this is... Uh, <sighs> This particular formula has absolutely saved my bacon more times than I can. Uh, it, it is more times than I can think of. It is my favorite part in the entire big book uh, because there's so much solution here, and we know that one of our biggest issues was our inability to digest other people's behavior properly in our lives in a way that was anything other than destructive. People would do something, push our buttons, something would happen, and we would respond with, at that time, was our solution by changing the way we felt through mind-altering substances, i.e. alcohol. Right? Yeah. So, in referencing other people's stuff and letting go of these resentments that we mentioned last week, we build ourselves. It states this was our course, so that means we're going to follow this. This is the road that we go on to do this. So the first part um, uh, of this, and I'm just going to read. Well, Margie, you want to read that? Just sure. read the the whole thing. This was our course. Go okay. from there. This was our course. We realized that the people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick, though we did not like their symptoms and the way that. These disturbed us. They, like ourselves, were sick too. We asked God to help us show them the same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. When a person offended, we said to ourselves, This is a sick man. How can I be helpful to him? God save me from being angry. Thy will be done. We avoid retaliation or argument. We wouldn't treat sick people that way. If we do, we destroy our chance of being helpful. We cannot be helpful to all people, but at least God will show us how to take a kindly and tolerant view of each and every one. That's a mouthful, but some powerful stuff in there. So we're going to break this down. Uh, and in the handout I gave you guys, I, I, I've, I've broken it down so we can unpack it. So this was our course. That means this is, this is the road we're going to go on. This is the direction we're going to take. We realize that the people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. That's the first step here. That something is up. Something is wrong. Something is broken. Right? And uh, it's interesting. When we step out on that footing, it changes 
the way we approach the situation. Maybe not a lot, but enough to maybe consider that it's not about us. Right? So we realize that the people of wrongs were perhaps spiritually sick. So perhaps they weren't, but maybe they are. Now, there's a lot to be said about different kinds of spiritual sickness. Uh, we reference spiritual sickness. Uh, we, we bring it alongside of things like selfishness and self-centeredness, egocentric, right? Power-hungry, jealousy. I mean, there's all sorts of things. But something's going on that is affecting them spiritually. So then the next part says, though we did not like their symptoms. So what's a symptom? It's not the problem. They come with their own set of problems, right? So drinking for the alcoholic is a symptom of alcoholism. Mm -hmm. Uh, using meth for the narcotic addict is a symptom of the narcotic addiction. Uh, it is an outward manifestation of an inward condition. And we don't like these symptoms that are being displayed by people that are crossing the line with us. So we don't like their symptoms. That tells us that our focus much of the time is on the symptom, and we need to go back and see maybe they're spiritually sick. Maybe there's something deeper going on here. Then it says, and the way these disturbed us. So not only do we not like their symptoms, which is not really the problem, but we don't like the way it ticks us off, man. We don't like the way it affects us. You're dragging me into it. I don't dig that. It's affecting me. It's disturbing me. Mm. Um, though we did not like their symptoms and the way they disturbed us. Now, here's the kicker. They, like ourselves, were sick too. What we have done in this statement is we have leveled the playing field. That is vitally important. I am no better. I am no worse. It is what it is, right? You, like me, have got your issues. So do I. And like I said last week, my sponsor used to tell me, you've either done it, you're doing it, or you're eligible to do it. So you, you've got to back off here a little bit, right? Now, I'm not suggesting we consider this when we're in the middle of turmoil with somebody. We usually don't stop and go, excuse me, let me open my big book to page 66 and 67, and let me have a chat about this. We usually react first, right? Mm -hmm. And then we go back and look at these things. Um, but I love this part. They, like ourselves, were sick too, because it levels the playing field. Let's stop there for a minute, all right? And let's talk about this. Marv, what do you think about all this so far? Well, um, actually, I was not these particular words, but I was thinking about it on the way into the show. Um, it occurred to me that, uh, generally speaking, um, people that have resentments, or at least I do, mm -hmm. let me put it that way, <clears throat> usually don't say anything about it. Uh, it's a secret. Is it like silent scorn? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the thing about it is, is those kinds of secrets, uh, I heard it on a, a show one time, it, it kind of hit me. Uh, if you're keeping secrets, you're putting calluses on your heart. Ooh. 
And um, but in reference to what you've read so far, is I, it's become a habit. Uh, not every time, but quite a bit. For me, um, I really do try to put myself in their position. And um, so, has I'll that, just leave it at that. Has that is that come with years of experience in recovery, or were it's you able become, to do that? It, yeah, yeah, I've become more aware. Yeah. Um, uh, in the first place, a lot of resentments aren't even personal. We we take them wrong. We take it wrong. We take them on ourselves, and we don't. Yeah. 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 So, um, I think in that sense the program has really helped me to to kind of see it that way although i still get resentments don't get me wrong yeah it's interesting because on saturday when we left the tax office i was hot i really was my wife because i've never i haven't never seen you this upset <laughs> i was like the guy is flipping highlighter i i was just like i was livid because I felt like after, like I said, when we're in the middle of it, we don't think about it, right? But after I thought about it, I was I was kind of doing an inventory on it, and I told Marsha, I said, "Yeah, I'm not going to spend too much time on that. That poor guy. I mean, and she brought it up. You know, he's probably you got to be a little eccentric to be a tax guy, anyway. You know, all those numbers and all that stuff. I mean, he was very <clears throat> intelligent, but it, it's like." I was taking it personally. I'm being taken hostage. Don't you know I had things to do, which I really didn't, but <laughs> but I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my watch two hours versus 45 minutes. But when you think about it, who cares, right? I, I mean, I mean, it was really, so why did it upset me that much? You know, maybe there's something going on in me it was just so uncomfortable. It was so, I mean, and it got worse and worse and worse and worse. So, but what was getting worse, the way I was taking it or, or what he was giving? Because he was staying true to form. I was the one getting steam. I mean, if you could have seen my hands clenching my cane <laughs> under the table, he was just fine. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't that almost an insult to your intelligence? Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's the way I would see something like that. Right. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that, but that's the way. Well, I, I mean, my ego yeah, was certainly it, thinking that like, way. Uh, okay, dummy, here's the rules for doing taxes. Like you've never been there before or something, you know. Right. Well, the, <laughs> the deal of it, he, he started out by saying, I've been doing this for 30 years. And I'm like. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> then how come you didn't know the answer to this, this, and this? Well, oh well. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, my my ego was going. You know, I mean, yeah. We we are going to always have opportunities to grow, right? Yes. Saturday was mine, and then I got hit with the Super Bowl halftime show, and that was just somebody helped the boy, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. And this is this is not I did not do this after I got in the car uh on Saturday, but this it this says what we're gonna do about this problem with this person who we've declared is sick like us, who has symptoms that we don't like. It says we ask God. What's that mean? Prayer. 
It means prayer. We're yeah. going to pray. Yeah. That's the solution. We're going to talk to God about it. We ask God to help us show them the same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully. Are you kidding? Cheerfully? (laughs) Grant a sick friend. So now we take them out of the category of, you know, you're coming against me. It's all about me. And we're putting them into another area. This is just like somebody who's ill. The tax guy definitely had mental issues. He had, there, there was something going on with him that had nothing to do with us, right? Um, so did I ask God to sh- help show him the same pay? No, absolutely not. I was more interested in how can I wring his neck and not pay for this? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we asked God, we, we're going to pray here. To help us show them the same tolerance, pity, and patience we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. When a person offended, doesn't say if, right? It says when. It's going to happen. We said to ourselves, and now we're talking to two people, God and to our own intellect, this is a sick man. How can I be helpful to him? I don't know how I could have been helpful to the tax guy. I really don't. But... We ask that question, you know, and and usually you're not running into this tax situation. It's usually somebody that's really pushing you down a road that, you know, uh, you can respond this way and there is a way you can be helpful. So I'm going to, and even if I can't be helpful, I'm asking God, how can I be helpful? So the reference that this person has probably got some issues that are not about me comes up again. This is a sick man. Mm -hmm. The writer of this is reminding us to remember that. So we say to ourselves, this is a sick man. How can we be helpful to him? Okay, God saved me from being angry. I think he wrote that. I'm not sure because I think he knew that just saying, what do you mean how can I be helpful to him? Now I'm getting ticked off. He's pushing my buttons, right? So he says, God saved me from being angry. Thy will be done. So now I'm out of the picture completely. Remember, in step three, we've agreed that God is the director. We are his children, right? So now we're asking for God's will to be done, and that's part of the prayer. So how easy is that? Denver, how easy is it to simply say, God, save me from being angry, your will be done, and then everything's fine? The spur of the moment? Yeah. Not. Right. It never is for me. I, I got a busy head. I guess I take inventory quickly. And uh, there's a lot of, when I'm socializing due to COVID, obviously, we're not out and about like what I used to be. But it, a lot of people push my buttons pretty quickly. And I, and I can uh, fuel that fire in my head as to a resentment. My my easiest thing is when I come to know God and had a re, have a relationship with Him. It took me off my high horse. I'm not always right. I'm yeah. not. And and when it talks about others being sick, I I, uh, I don't realize that at the spur of the moment. I wanna I wanna I wanna feed my fire. I guess is the easiest way for me sure. to say that. 
But it doesn't really take me long anymore to realize, all right, this person has issues too. I'm having an issue over his issues. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not able to. I'm not able to do that. Right. You know? It's not going to work. I can't fix him. I, I'm having my own issue because of his. So I, I don't really know to go where to go with that after right. the, that. I just, I do. Uh, I realize I'm not on a, some kind of high horse. I'm better than him. It doesn't come instantly. It it takes me a few moments, but it does come sure. now a days to whereas it didn't. I would fuel that fire for as long as I wanted, usually with a bottle in my hand, and it would excel. It would ignite the flames even farther. Yeah. I don't think drinking yeah. ever really solved and made me soothe my issue. It fueled my fire. Did so. it, but did, did, it felt like it soothed it at the well, time, it, right? It numbed it, I guess, is the best word okay, I can sure. use. You know? I mean, I it would just make me sit there and fuel, but I wouldn't get up and bust glass or anything like that. Right. I would just sit there and fume on it. Now, yeah. I know that's not a healthy way to be either. Stress is not good on a person's life. Oh. So the quicker you can, uh, and I can't do it when I'm drinking. I know that. So the quicker I can give it to God, which doesn't, like I said, take nearly as long as what it did, is like this person has some issues, and I'm having issues with that. I, I isn't it isn't it isn't it amazing how we make it about us when nine times out of ten it's really not about us at all we just happen to be there or i pick it up or we yeah we pick it yeah. up yeah now i'm having issues over his issues or her issues when their issues really had nothing to do with my with me but now i've made it mine mm-hmm. now i'm owning now i'm owning that we are a strange lot, are we not? Yes. <laughs> Very complicated. Uh, this is an interesting statement, this next statement. We avoid retaliation or argument. We wouldn't treat sick people that way. So it's interesting how how Bill, uh, the author of this, he'll he'll make a statement and then he'll then he'll continue and then he'll re, then he'll remind us of the statement again. Then he'll continue and then he'll go back to the statement previous to that. Mm-hmm. Then he'll continue and go back to the statement previous to that. So um, this guy is a wordsmith. I mean, he he knew that we learn by repetition, but we we don't pay attention if he would use the same words exactly over and over again. But he constantly is doing that. If you read through the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you will find that it's pretty much the same thing being said over and over and over again, but in different ways. And I think that's the beauty of it. So he starts out. We realize that the people around us were perhaps spiritually sick. So he talks about their their illness there. Then in the third paragraph, or the third sentence that we broke down, like ourselves are sick too. Then the next one, uh, granting him the patience, we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. The next one, this is a sick man. And then the next one, we wouldn't treat sick people that way. It's a constant reminder that this is about their issues and illnesses and sicknesses. It's not about your little stuff, right? And we wouldn't treat a sick person that way. 
if if we've now learned to see them through the eyes of somebody with some compassion, we wouldn't treat somebody in a hospital bed like that. If somebody's cancer came back after it was in remission, we wouldn't start yelling at them, right? And then it's, it says what the, what the outcome is if we do treat people with retaliation and argument. If we do, we destroy our chance of being helpful. We just ask God to show us how to be helpful, and now he tells us this is how we destroy our chance of that, by retaliating and argue, arguing. And then he says what well, we all know all too well. We cannot be helpful to all people. That's just the truth. Mm-hmm. It, no matter what we do, uh, but at least... God will show us how to take a kindly and tolerant view to each and every one. So we can take a kind and tolerant view to everyone. We just can't be helpful to everyone. So at the very least, we can learn to show kindness and tolerance. Anybody want to chime in here? Marv? Well, it's interesting to me. I I really locked into this. uh, We avoid retaliation or argument. And uh, I have a personal experience, um, <clears throat> and not everybody's going to agree with what I come up with, but one of the things that happens in the program, or not even in the program, but if people are willing to uh, grow, what happens is they learn more about their selves. Mm-hmm. Now, when I came into the program, I didn't know a lot about myself. I thought I did, Mm -hmm. but I really didn't. On the back of our coin, it says, to thine own self be true. Right. How can you be true to yourself if you really don't know yourself? Good point. And so I look at that retaliation or argument, and I had an incident a few months ago where I did get a resentment. Uh, There was some governing going on in our group, and... uh, because of the COVID, our group had dissipated. Everybody scattered all over town, and things were being decided that was not group conscience. It was done by this small, knit group of people. Sure. And I despise that because right. the group was not making these decisions. Okay, so this part here, we avoid retaliation or argument. What did I do? I knew myself enough to realize that if I kept putting myself in the meetings where these particular people showed up, I was doing damage to me Mm. because I resented what had happened. I did not want to step on anybody's toes or hurt anybody like in the old days. Right. You know, Um, so I knew enough to be true to myself and not go to the meetings. Well, I was approached about it. And that's the argument I used. I said, look, why would I take, when I have knowledge beforehand that I have this resentment, why would I insert myself in that situation? To where you might. Where I might possibly react, come yeah. up against the wall and, and react. Yeah. And... Um, and it says the next sentence, if we do, we destroy our chance of being helpful. What was the best I could do at that point in time is I started praying for those people. Mm. And here in the last uh, month, I've been able to show up 
at those meetings where those people were. And I didn't have resentment. Did I'm curious, did you <clears throat> temporarily go to other meetings? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't stop going to meetings. Right. I just stopped going to that that one. Yeah. Pati- well, there was a couple. Yeah. But. So for the for the purpose of not wanting to destroy your chance of being helpful and blowing up. Well, actually, I didn't look at it that way at that time. Sure. I looked at it from the standpoint of not wanting to cause any problems. Yeah. Yeah. How did they respond to that? that, that they don't that? know it. <laughs> oh, because you, you had said that you were approached about not showing up, Oh, this, right? this was another member oh, okay. who... Uh, Agreed with what I was yeah. saying about what was going on. In fact, there was a lot of members that all thought the same way. Sure, but uh, he he was questioning me about. Well, why didn't you come to this meeting or that meeting? And I said, Well, why would I? Why mm-hmm. would I insert myself in that? Right. And I used the example on the coin to thine own self be true, and I knew. Myself well enough to know that right. if I kept going to the barber shop, I was going to get yeah, a yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And you so don't have that's a whole what lot. I did. You don't have a whole lot of hairy cut, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know, we we talk a lot about in mm. the rooms. We talk a lot about staying out of a toxic situation. Yeah, but then we have this audacity to assume that all 12-step support meetings are healthy. Like that statement, I've never been to a bad meeting. Well, then you haven't gone to enough. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, there are... there. I've been to rotten church services where everything except for God was the focus. I've been to bad AA meetings. I've been to bad NA meetings where it wasn't about the fellowship, the people in the fellowship, or anything else. I mean... Now, the ones I've been to that have been great way outweigh the bad, but there, there's exceptions, right? And if you find yourself, you you wouldn't go hang out with people that are toxic um, if you felt like it was going to affect you in a negative manner. You would avoid that situation. So I'm I'm a firm believer that if a meeting has become toxic or if there's even if there's somebody there and if if you're not able to handle that properly and you know that about yourself go to a different meeting mm-hmm. so I, I agree with you because but there are some people that say well you you've been in the program long enough you should be able to handle that and just show up see the other part of the story too is is people will pound you on the head about principles before personality oh yeah i love how they throw that one around you Ooh. know and although i believe in that sure there is a point in time where I've had to do this other thing. Well, sometimes you have to put the principle of taking care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you have to do that. Yeah. God save me from being angry. Then get out of the way and don't go there today. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So I, I love this. I just I just think that, that these couple of paragraphs are just jam-packed. Filled with wisdom. Mm-hmm. And again, we, we don't usually, you know, pull out our three by five card in the middle of a, you know, <laughs> conflict and say, let me work a step. Hold on. You know, get, here, have some coffee while I work a step around this. 
it's usually afterwards or whatever. Right. But uh, page 66 and 67, this was our course in referring to dealing with difficult people, dealing with circumstances mm-hmm. where people have offended us. Uh, it's just some. It's just a great recipe. Yeah, I realized that I have learned in uh, in this whole resentment situation that uh, and anger that um, if I can just practice and it's in the it might be in the twelve by twelve instead of the big book, but there's a little saying: restraint of pen and tongue. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> I've been really trying to practice that uh, the last year or so, and it's really helped me through a lot because. Um, Someone, and you know, because I live in a recovery house with three or four other women, so I have to practice this kind of thing often. And uh, <laughs> um, it, right, Denver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, if I just uh, somebody will do or say something that really pisses me off, if I just keep quiet about it and just you know don't say anything at at this point in time and just you know uh, keep it in, to myself for i've i've noticed that uh the vast majority of the time mm-hmm. uh it works itself out yeah and uh um that's really been helpful to me i don't have to always speak up and and uh get myself in a situation where there's a conflict and i personally hate conflict and um and the the part about uh you know that that perhaps the person that uh I'm angry with or that uh, I have a resentment with is possibly spiritually sick i um I'm always trying to remember that as well and um the fact is that you know most alcoholics and drug addicts have never had the opportunity like we have to be in this program mm-hmm. and to learn about the steps and uh not everybody's a Christian where we also learn about forgiveness and um, uh, anger and um, and then there's also the people that are actually uh, not only possibly spiritually sick but mentally uh, ill with actually you know diagnosed mental uh, disorders that that uh, affect their behavior greatly and um, I have to try to remember that um, all the time because, um, you know, I actually have, you know, I have anxiety that, that is, uh, affects me often. And, um, yeah, it's, it's hard. I have to always remember that because I know there's, there's people that I do deal with that are mentally, uh, sick, spiritually sick. And they, they really, they work on pushing my buttons and, uh, and I have to, um, just, why is she looking at me? No, <laughs> no, not, not Marv. He's he's an angel. But, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, some of the roommates I've had in the past, bless their hearts. Um, but for me, it's hard to remember to do all this stuff at the moment, like Denver and Marv were saying, and Monty. It's it's something that usually you know afterwards I'm I'm, I'm I have to think about it. So, but the more we do it, the more we practice. It. Here's the here's the great thing. In order to learn how to do this, we have to be put into situations where these things happen. So how do you learn how to deal with difficult people? By being thrust in the middle of difficult people. Yeah, by dealing with difficult people. So if you want to learn, sorry, that's how you learn. How do, how do you learn to fight a battle? You got to go to boot camp. They use live ammo there. They're not messing around, right? 
you you got to go through the pre-battle in order to learn how to fight right. in the battle. Right. Um, so so last night, I, you know, we <laughs> say our prayers and, you know, thank you, God, for another day not promised. And, and God, you know, Lord, please bless so-and-so and so-and-so and so. So I go through the whole thing and Marsh goes, and God bless. And I went, who? And she goes, God bless. And I said, the tax man. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) All right. Is that kind of taxing? A little bit. (laughs) Hidden tax. Yeah. Oh, my goodness sakes. All right. All right, our closing song this week. Oh, by the way, just so everybody knows, I'm going to remind you again, just not this show. We have hundreds of shows. We have workshops, uh, meditorials. We have recovery music, uh, just set after set of great recovery recording artists, all available at Take12Radio.com. Click on recovery workshops, recovery music, recovery resources. It's all there. A lot of people don't realize it. It's just not this show. It's and then we have several shows that we do. So we have we have this show, the third, uh, first and second Monday of the month. Third Monday of the month is um, uh, Dave Fleming and myself with Entitled to Overcome Solutions for Life Today. Uh, we always end that show with some recovery recording artists and their music as well. Uh, and uh, then on uh, Wednesdays is the short three to five minute Monty Man's Meditorial where I share. Uh, some of my personal convictions about this, that, and the other thing. Um, Saturday is uh, Brian Duncan's Radio Rehab, The Road to Redemption. Uh, Multi-Dev Award winner Brian Duncan uh, brings to us some positive recovery-focused music, his favorite music, uh, along with some of his own, and then recovery commentary in between the songs. Uh, We have that, too. I mean, just a lot of stuff in Take 12 Recovery Radio. So, um, just know that there's enough to keep you busy and keep you happy for a very long time during the week. Right, Margie? Yes, right, absolutely. Denver? Right on. Right, Marv? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, our closing song this week uh, is by Andy Anderson. Um, do you remember there was a movie called Anaconda yes. years ago? Yep, with Jennifer there- Lopez. Yeah, yeah. Well, Andy Anderson was, I think he was the guy who drove the boat down the swampy river. Uh, but he was in it. He he, he was in it. Uh, he's in recovery, and he's also a recovery recording artist. And this is his song, If I'd Known I'd Live This Long, I'd Taken Better Care of Myself. Here's if Andy. I'd known I'd live this long, I'd taken better care. Sixties, if you're pushing sixty, my brain's not at its best. Acid burned out half the cells, don't gunk up the red. Alcohol took its toll on what the mushrooms did, God knows. I remember what I did back when I was ten, but not ten seconds ago. If I 
if I wasn't there I stand up, I'm still bent over In the shape of the chair I ignore mirrors Cause my dad looks back in fright I can't grow hair where I want it And where I don't it grows inches overnight If I don't live this long I'd have taken better care of myself so much of that greasy stuff and the lunatic soup as well been kinder to my mind and mindful of my kind if I know not live this long I'll not take it better care of myself I hope I die before I get old was my claim to fame Shot down in flames of gory glory like Lennon, Jimmy, and James. Now practicing golf swings while my body falls apart. From my thinnest hair to my tiniest toe, I only hope I die before I rot. If I don't die, live this long. I'd have taken better care of myself. I'm not well, I yell They say shut up There's those words of me But what if there's not, what if I'm to be The one there was no one, never words of me And if I don't die to live this long I'd have taken better care of myself Not abused, the bad air food Knocked off smokes as well Done a little exercise Put a few bucks aside If I know not how to live this long, how to take care of myself. Yeah, if I know not how to live this long, how to take care of myself. The recovery music of Mr. Andy Anderson. You can find more of his songs on Amazon Music as well as Spotify. All right. Until our next broadcast, may we remind you that you can subscribe to our shows by visiting us at Take12Radio.com and finding us on all major podcasting platforms. We encourage you to sign up for our shows on the Podomatic app. You can click on that app on that page at Take12Radio.com, and then the shows are all for fun and for free. You can download them, make copies of them, give them away, etc. All right? All right, until next time, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. This is a place.